Hey guys, welcome to the Inside View Real Estate Podcast. Today we're gonna to be talking about what types of properties you should be buying and more importantly, what you should not be buying. I'll see you on the inside. Hey everyone, I'm Josh Zuniga, co-founder of the Inside View Real Estate Podcast, where we give you bite-sized pieces of information and give you an inside look on all the major topics, whether you're investor, buyer, seller, or flipper. Stay tuned. Hey, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, no matter what time it is. I hope that you, my friends, are having an amazing day. I'm here with my awesome host, Josh Zuniga, and today we're going to be talking about what properties you should be buying, which is important, but I think more importantly, what properties you should not be buying. Yes. Because I've made the mistake. I've made the mistake, too. Like a hundred times. Yeah. I'm kind of dumb. Oh, good. You learn from your mistakes. Uh, It depends on who you are. I guess, yeah, I guess guess. not everybody does. I keep making the same mistake (laughs) over again. So here's the thing, right? You've got two types of homes. Or, or, or a lot of options for for looking into a, a primary residence. It right. could be a single family. To be specific, we're talking about like your first time home buyer. Well, or yeah, if you are already owned a home buyer, okay. you know, like you, you're be relocating to a new city. I don't know, whatever the situation is, right? But I yeah. got to buy a house. Do I go into a condo? Do I want to buy a single family? Do I want to buy like a multifamily? Do I want to buy, uh, w- w- I mean, what, what are the options here? I mean, those are really the broad spectrum of options. But what would you do if you were, doesn't matter, single, married, with kids, not with kids, what types of properties would you focus in on? I, I you obviously, I've discussed this several times, obviously with you, you know, several clients. Uh, the best things that you're going to see the most appreciation and give you like the best cash on cash return yes. is going to be one single family residence, definitely, and two multifamily, which sucks. Uh, all, all the property types, which should you not buy? Yeah, condo, condo. I bought one. <laughs> yeah, I bought one. I bought one because I, 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 I hey, trust me. I I lived on. I used to live in the West Valley, and I wanted to stay here, centrally located, like in Scottsdale and Phoenix, and nothing else was available. So I was like, you know what? I was taking this nice spot over here off Shea and Tatum, and I bought a two bedroom, two bath condo, which I I literally still love and I miss, and I like drive by it. There's somebody in Canada living there right now. But, That's awesome. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I, I I did the condo. I don't recommend that, but I knew a strategy of why I bought it and what was going to get me into the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth, yep. the sixth, and so on. And so for you, that was actually a good purchase. And yeah. I love that. It was for me. It was, it was a great really purchase. Nice. Yeah, it's really because nice the you. area was fantastic. Pretty I tried much. to buy yours. I know. I remember right. that. Yeah. I didn't know this. But there's a little story. I actually tried to buy Carl's condo that was next door to me. Didn't want to sell it to me. I was like, let me talk to this guy. Like, who is this owner or this seller or the other person involved yep. in the transaction? I was like. I'm giving you exactly what you wanted on your you offer. Sell. And they didn't sell. Yep. So I, I literally bought the one next door. I came on the market. I was like, well, screw you. I'll just be the neighbor then. That's so funny. There's a yeah. story behind that. But yes. Yeah. Um, so and the reason why I think condos really don't represent a very good investment financially. Uh-huh. like, uh, it, I mean, it's a good investment compared to a lot of other investments. Mm-hmm. But in the real estate world, it's kind of like the... Nah, yeah. Um, HOAs. Man. HOAs. HOAs. Just kill you. They crush, crush you. Yeah, and so like you know, I purchased you and sell off the one, and the HOA was like three fifty month. I'm like, oh, three fifty month sounds good. They do my you know maintenance on the patio. They you know, I got great amenities. I've got you know a, a basketball court. I've got you know a gym. In in my mind, I'm justifying all this, right? Yeah. Do you know when I sold that condo? It was like six hundred seventy five a month. There you go, doubled. Insane. Yeah. Doubled. Insane. And it doesn't appreciate as fast as a single family house, right? Yeah. And so I bought that for about three ninety, and I think I sold it for four thirty five. Oh man. Bath, just taking a bath on it, right? Wait, you never appreciated. Was that how many years did you own it? I owned for like two and a half years. Okay. And so, like, in some of the best times that we've had. Wow. So, imagine if that was just flat. You just keep writing that check every month for six seventy five because you're like, yeah, I don't have any choice, mm-hmm. you know? And it was like, that's dumb. Don't do that again. And what do I do? 
did it again yeah. in a different place. Yeah. You know, so I, I, I got to stop doing that. And so learn from my mistakes because I make every mistake in the handbook of things not to do. Yeah. Um, don't buy condos if you can avoid it. Now, if you're in a lower price range where you're like, hey, look, you know, I've only got 150000 I've only got 200000 100%. It still represents a decent value in terms of like, I'd rather have you own a condo than rent. We'd rather have you in something than yes, nothing. absolutely. Because there's that's, still tax take, advantages. Yeah, exactly. Yes, take, still tax take, advantages. Take that. You know, because you can write off the mortgage interest, you can write off, you know, the property taxes on that. The improvements. In the improvements and stuff. And, you know, the capital gains, you're going to avoid paying capital gains if you stay in there for longer than two years. You know, there's some caveats there. But, you know, in a world of real estate, I think, you know, townhomes, townhomes are a little different too. You know, townhomes kind of fit in between condo and single family. Yeah. Because the HOAs usually are like 60 bucks a month and they don't vary a whole lot. But when you get, you know, these luxury condos that are 300 a month, 400 a month, five, 600 a month. It kills your ROI and it kills your sales price. Because remember, people buy homes on payment, not necessarily price. Right. You know, just like you buy a car. How much is that monthly payment? 800 a month. Cool. I'm cool with that. How much is that monthly payment? 1200. Nope. Not buying that car. Right. Yeah. And so the same thing happens. So when you add up the taxes, insurance, you know, principal and interest, HOAs, condos are kind of on the lower end of the spectrum in terms of ROI. So yeah. don't buy condos. <clears throat> well, just like we had it on the previous episode before, like you, I think coming in the next, I'd say three to five years, condos are definitely going to see a spike, you know, in sales. Well, they right? have to. There's going to be, they're going to start turning over a lot more because people are going to be priced out of the market, like mm-hmm. you were saying, and going into a single family residence. So it's not that to say that a condo isn't a good investment. There's better options if you have the ability to yes. go for that. Okay. But if you don't, Right. One thing you need to talk about too is like if sometimes when you go into condos, a lot of these condos are older facilities. You know, mm-hmm. we have some starting from like the 50s, 60s, 70s, running into plumbing issues, right? Oh, yeah. Sometimes you run into issues with that. Or sometimes you walk into an assessment. Landmark Towers, yeah. $18,000 assessment per unit. Okay. So I walked into a $1,800 uh, assessment for the roof. Mm-hmm. As soon as I bought my condo, I was like, awesome. Welcome. And I happen to be on the top unit, so it's Cut my roof, check. right? Yeah. Right. So we we had those are things that you don't plan on, but happen when you're in a condo unit like that. Mm-hmm. Guess what? You have to pay it. Got to pay you it. Come up with some type of monthly plan for it, but you have to pay it. And just like Carl was saying, your HOAs will increase over time. I've been thankful mine haven't increased for three years, but I'm just waiting for that little letter in the mail. It's like, oh, we're going up fifty bucks. It has to, and it does, mm-hmm. right? And it does happen. And like Carl was saying too. Generally, uh, condos do not appreciate at the rate as single family or multifamily do, especially single family. Before COVID, you could, I honestly could say you could see maybe a 10 to 15, maybe 10 to $12,000 increase per year on the condo. Mm-hmm. I happen to see, you know, condos that went up 50 to $100,000 in one year. That does not happen, okay? Not to get you guys jaded on it by any means, that, but that is not the reality of how condos really appreciate. Right. Right. So take that into account. Single family. Single family. Let's discuss that, right? Okay. Single family, by all means, especially based off where you're located here, especially within uh, within Arizona, when people are looking to buy, they're looking to buy a three-bedroom, two-bath house here. That is going to be like their standard, right? So people are always going to want to be going towards where they can afford or what the affordability is there, and those are just moving like hotcakes, right? Because a lot of people are moving out of the suburbs of where you, or the burbs, urban areas here, and going out and going into the Peorias and the Surprises and the Gilberts, Florence and yeah. the Florences, mm-hmm. right? Uh, to try and start that family life. You know, they've been they've been working at their job for quite a few years. You know, now they're with somebody. They just got married. They're looking to start a family. They were looking to even up by, but 
those are the ones that you're going to see the appreciation always scale at the fastest rate by far. Yep, agreed. Now, multifamily, touch on that for two seconds. More of an investment strategy, right? Like if you can stand living in one of your units, if you buy a duplex or a threeplex or a fourplex, live in one of the units for you know a year or two, and then you can turn it into an investment property after that. Uh, that would be one strategy that you can do. Yeah, and I like and that a lot. Let's touch into that. If you guys listened to the previous podcast before, you know my uh, my friend Eric, who I mentored, he did the exact same thing. He bought a fourplex in Mesa, and he's going to be living in one of those units, and he's going to be renting the other four out. So he can literally live there for rent free. As long as he has the occupancy there of at least one or two units, he's living for free and he's going to cash flow at least one of the other two units, right? That's killer. Dude. That's a smart move, right? Mm-hmm. That's a smart move. And he did it with an FHA loan. And guess what? He's going to hold it for two years. And then he has the ability to say, pull out money from that investment. He wants to use a little bit of cash out. And then he can actually use that money as a down payment to buy another one, right? And now he's cash flowing on four units instead of three. Mm-hmm. And he got into his down payment in this next house for free if you wanted to, right? Leveled up. Exactly. Yeah. So what that was a very, very smart decision. I was like, not everybody um, gets into multifamily here within Phoenix. And to be honest, quite frank, some of the areas where these multifamilies are available not yeah. are not the greatest by any means. You're going to drive by and keep driving, yep. right? But if you have the means and have the ability and have the discipline you know, to work towards your financial freedom, make it work. Absolutely make it work. Because guess what? Nobody's going to be cutting your paychecks later on in life. Mm-hmm. And if you're not doing it now and you're not thinking about it, you need to start or figure out or have the conversations with Carl or I to put you on a strategy or put you on a five-year, 10-year game plan to make sure you get that set up. Because that is important. We want to think about you. We want to think about your family. We want to make sure that your future is set. But take the step. Make the call. Send the email. Yep. Send the text. We're available. We're here for you. And we wear a heart on our sleeve because we care. We have families. We want to see your family do well as well, right? That's it, 100%. That's the entire motivation. That was beautiful. Thank you guys so much for this episode. We'll see you on the next one. Hey, guys. Thank you for tuning in for another episode. If you found any value in anything that we shared with you today, make sure you like, share, subscribe. We have tons of other content, but we want to make sure you get supported on this channel. But we love you, and we'll see you on the next episode.